0: We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 137 with Cutco Vector's training and leadership development manager. Trent Booth. Trent is the tip of the spear in bringing a culture of personal growth to Vector's leadership team. In this short snippet, he shares some critical concepts for personal and professional success, including self-awareness, emotional intelligence, altruistic leadership, and self-discipline. Trent is a master of leadership insights, and you get some of his very best ideas in this short episode today. Please help spread the philosophies and strategies of Cutco Vector by sharing this and other episodes of the podcast with people in your network. The podcast is available for free on just about all players. All episodes, guest bios, and show notes can also be found at changinglivespodcast.com. And you can support our sponsors by clicking on the link marked Deals on the podcast homepage. Enjoy this flashback segment with Trent Booth. And if you want to hear more, you can revisit our full conversation at episode number 137. I want to get into, Trent, what are a few of the key, the most important leadership philosophies or strategies that you share with other people that, you know, since you've been working on this? And so why don't you start by telling us what comes to mind when I ask about that?
1: Yeah, you know, one of them is, is altruistic leadership, and it's the idea of being radically sold out for the success of others. And when I shifted into a, a, a service, a sales support role, really it's much more of a service-oriented position. It's not in it for the glory. I mean, really, we're actually more about putting other people, the spotlight on, on others. And uh, to, to be radically sold out to see other people succeed and not need that spotlight or, or the extra accolades or the, the BMWs. It's really all about serving. And that's uh, one of the things I just love about the role. A lot of terms I was learning in the, in the 2010s, they're about things like emotional intelligence. And I believe that that's one of the things that we do best at Vector in terms of Vector trained is help raise people's awareness and when they're aware of what's going on and their emotions and the emotional state of others, they can make new choices now. And that was something I'd learned very young as a man at, at Vector, that uh, now we could actually, now there's there's a whole science, there's a whole study of emotional intelligence. And even recently, I've just loved It's morphed into relational wisdom. So it's not enough just to to know about my own emotional state and how I can self-regulate and not just enough to see how other people are doing, but to see how I can have more relational wisdom and make just better choices in my relationships and friendships with others. That is a skill, man, that is of course applicable at Vector, whether you're a young leader running a team, but that impacts your home life. In, In many cases, these Vector people become better sons, daughters, they become better community leaders, you know, volunteers, etc. Once they raise their EQ, and this is a skill that, that Vector provides this amazing platform, really a laboratory for them to uh, experiment and to, and to play with. A lot of the things that I started teaching, I just, I asked myself, what were lessons that I've learned over the years that I wish I'd learned at 21 or 22? Like, what do I wish somebody asked me? And one of the things I just wish at 21 is that somebody would have said, hey, Trent, it's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to have a hobby. It's okay to play hockey. You should probably actually go out and learn as a Canadian to play hockey at some point. I, I didn't play as a kid. I, I actually started as a 38-year-old man. Talking with Drew, one of the, one of the big lessons early was uh, a lot of managers, we didn't take care of ourselves so much in the summer. When the summer hit, it's time to go. It's harvest time. And Drew would say, I'd hit, he'd hit the wall in June. I said, well, what's different in June? Then what was happening in April? He goes, well, in April, I'm eating better and I'm working out. I said, well, why don't we try that in the summer? He says, well, no, once I hit a million in the summer, then I'll start taking care of myself. I said, what if it's not like that? What if we have to take care of ourselves first, Mm -hmm. get the good nutrition in, start running now so that you can hit the million. In
0: order to hit the million. You got
1: it. I mean, and when he flipped the switch, let's say he doesn't hit the wall. We all hit the wall at some point. He's playing hard, breaking records, but he was able to push that wall back to like August as opposed to like June you know, when he could be more effective and actually be able to leverage back and, and take some rest. So it's, I think that concept of leverage, of going heavy into a vacation, all family time, no work, that's appropriate. And it's also appropriate for us to leverage hard during the SC2 push and to mostly work and very little family time, as long as we know we've got some leverage points coming back to kind of make ourselves whole. But just getting Young leaders, especially, permission to think through what does that look like. And again, by helping them define their core values, they can more closely align their actions with what they believe to be true and, and, and be important. And one of the things we talk about a lot on these leadership days is acting your way into feeling. Again, this whole emotional intelligence game, that's a thats a tricky game, man. We're We're emotional beings. And the importance of not only becoming aware of what you're feeling, but also the fact that sometimes what I'm feeling isn't true. (laughs) So there's been times where, you know, again, speaking back to Jim Rohn, he would say, when you journal and you put into linear terms, what you're experiencing, what you're feeling right now, you might look at it and reread it and go, huh, it's true that I'm feeling this, but it's not true. (laughs) What I'm feeling in this moment is true. So we'll say things like, Hey, my feelings lie to me all the time. My feelings lie to me when that Medulla oblongata goes, you need to rage right now. The fight or flight instinct when I get that text message and I want to rage and send off a fiery, angry response. And my gut says, this is the most important thing you need to do right now. Actually, the most important thing I need to do right now is walk away from my phone. I need to give this 24 hours. I know for sure if I act on that impulse... That it's not in alignment with the best version of me. And while it might feel right in the moment, it's actually gonna be devastating for this relationship. So we'll talk about things like, hey, you are not your feelings. (laughs) But we'll take it further. We'll say, you are not your results. And so many of us, uh, uh, my emotional state was directly tied to the sales report. I'd come home from the office on a Monday, and my wife would be like, how's the day? And she could tell if sales were up, I was in a good mood. If sales were down, I wasn't in a good mood. The challenge with that is if you're just going to act like the sum total of your results all the time, it's going to be hard to get yourself out of that loop if you're in a bad spot emotionally and or a bad spot with res- with sales. So one of the things we'll talk about is it's permission to fail. Go for it. It's okay to play hurt. Act your way into feeling and go for it. Be creative. Failure isn't, an, isn't final. Failure's okay. But just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about things like permissible versus beneficial. Is it permissible for me to fire off of that angry text? It might be permissible, especially if it's an incendiary message they sent me first. But is it beneficial? And helping people ask the question in the moment, like it's almost like that commercial, you're not you when you're hungry, right? <laughs> or need a minute. It's like pausing to think through is what I'm about to do is this simply permissible Or am I going for the real version of like who I, the best version of me, is it beneficial? And when we ask those questions, when we're aware, we've got a shot. Once we're aware, we've got a shot of aligning our actions with our core values. And when we do that, success really starts to hit a different trajectory altogether. One of the axioms in in Vector that I grew up with is it's not just working hard, it's working hard and smart. Well, the question is, how do you know if you're working hard or working smart? And the only way you can tell is if you pause and take a look around. So one of the exercises that we'll do is we'll have people, uh, we call it micro journaling. And three times a day, they have an alarm go off. And the simple question on the phone is, what's my current state? It's a pause. And it's tricky because I think I'm a pretty positive guy. When I did this for the first time, I couldn't believe I was north of 50% negative when that alarm went off. And it might be as simple as it's nine in the morning. The alarm goes off. What's my state? I'm like, I'm, up, I'm frustrated. I'm like frustrated. It's crazy. What happened? Why? It's so the first question we'll usually ask is, well, why? Well, some guy cut me off and it was still bothering me. I'm like, well, that's dumb. And I could then pivot into just a new emotional state. I chose in that moment, joy or happiness. There's other times where I'm dealing with something a little more intense. Like how am I feeling? And if a family members just passed away or something, it's appropriate that I'm not feeling great, but it's also appropriate for, me to then be a little more intentional about my choices that day. So I might tell my kids, Hey kids, dad's dealing with something right now. It's probably not a good day to ask for that new piece of equipment for Jake for hockey or, you know, just give them some wide berth. In other words, I'm communicating kind of where I'm at and helping other people then self-regulate or regulate around me as well. Mm -hmm. The key is that that micro journaling is that alarm going off. What starts to happen is people start to catch themselves in their emotional state as they leave that. So it's like any other muscle we can build up. If the alarm is going off and I'm saying, what is my state? We've at least got a chance to self-regulate, to pivot into another emotional state. Another way is then to before training or before an interview to just catch self and go, how am I feeling right now? And what emotional state do I want to be in and start to take some, I think, control over what my emotional state is. And folks, this is a, it's a long time work, man. This is not just a short-term one because just because you know, this one doesn't mean you got it. This is something that will I'll need to continue to practice really the rest of my days because we are such emotional human beings. Well, what I love is that we get an opportunity to practice this so young when I don't feel like getting on the phone as a sales rep, I need to figure out quickly that I don't have to feel good to start making calls. (laughs) I just need to start making calls. I can even give myself permission to to have an aversion to the no, right? It's okay that I have an aversion to that. What's not okay is not making those 20 calls. I got to make those calls so I can get, so I'll start to negotiate to get myself in a new mindset then. If I make these 20 calls, I have a chance to go to Montreal. So again, I learned that as a 20 year old kid that I could apply that. I just didn't know it was called emotional intelligence, but we've been learning this for a lifetime now to be able to apply that. in just a different way, whether it's an alarm or just to pause and go, how am I doing? What a great practice over a lifetime that we can dedicate ourselves to. I teach this stuff all the time, Dan, and I still struggle with it. I mean, so here's sure. the point. There's certain times where I'm like, I'm upset at myself at the fact I can't get over this thing. So it usually is is a, is a fight with my, I'll, be, I'll have a fight with my wife and i'll be like this is trivial and stupid you need to get over it i'm like i can't <laughs> so in that moment it's okay that i'm feeling that way what's not okay is for me to act that way and there's a difference yes again this is something great to teach the, the kids it's okay to be angry son it's not okay to act angry it's mm. okay to be angry right now it's not okay to hit your sister ever so for him to be able to regulate in his own time and space Or for me to be able to regulate my own time and space, it's okay. I'm frustrated right now. I can't act frustrated. I can't be short with my wife right now. I need to actually act against what my gut is telling me. That's, if we're going to achieve anything in life, long-term legacy achievers, they can't just be following the appetite. They can't just be following what feels good right now. We've got to act our way into feeling. I'm just describing discipline, which I believe we've celebrated and learned for years here at Vector. It's okay to not be fired up about your team right now. It's not okay to act like that, though. It's not okay to to not give them your best just because you're not feeling good right now. We call this playing hurt. It's okay to be hurt, but you've got to play anyway, (laughs) though. You don't have to feel like running this training seminar right now, but they deserve your best, so I'm gonna go give them my best. Now, hear me right. It's better if I'm actually heart and soul into it, but it's also there's something that's noble about working through it anyway, even if I'm not feeling great. So teaching people how to act their way into feeling, what a beautiful thing to be able to learn and, and practice daily here at Factor. Mm, So awesome.
0: So awesome. Thank you for that, Trent. That was great.
1: One of the reasons I'm still here, Dad, 27 years later, is I love the man I'm becoming. I love the lessons that I'm learning about life. And I've said to people, hey, at some point, if I stop learning, maybe I'll, I'll consider a different company or a different position. But the reality is I just still love the son I'm becoming, the husband I'm becoming, the dad I'm becoming because of the things we get to talk about every single day at Vector Marketing and the leadership department.
0: That's so powerful what you just said right there especially at the end of that, Trent, where you talked about loving the person you're becoming. And I, I would flip that back around to say the person that you have helped others to become is part of the reason why our company has thrived. It's part of the reason why so many people have stayed here for so long, because they have felt that feeling of, growing as people, not just growing as sales managers or sales reps within the context of this company, but that we truly take the gymnonism of help people with their lives, not just their jobs to heart. And you've been a you know, at the tip of the spear for that for many years. And it's such a compelling reason why so many people stick around is they get that support outside of the business to grow as humans, because we're all working so that we can live a great life, right? We're not living to achieve sales goals in vector, right? That's part of what we're, you know, what want to accomplish, but we're doing that so that we can, you know, have great lives and have great relationships. And so that element of what you do is such a key part that I feel like people get so much from.
1: I appreciate you saying that, Dan, you know, I I remember working so hard to achieve uh, a sales level one year and it was a, is It uh, excellence? Uh, was it the sword, basically, right? So once I hit the sword, the level, I was like, man, that's going to be the thing. I can't wait to get that sword, and they're going to show a slideshow about me, and it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be me, me, me. I won it, and the most impactful part of the ceremony was actually the pictures. It wasn't the trophy. It wasn't the sword. It was the people. It was Guylaine. It was Kyle. It was Diego. It was Kenny Craig. It was the people and the difference that I, I knew I was making in their lives, but also the difference that they're making in my life as a result of it as well. And you know, one of the things I love about your 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 podcast here, Dan, is it just shows a, a spotlight on the great work that's done here. We are truly changing lives, selling knives. And I've said this before, I'll say it again, that a life invested here is a life not wasted. Whether you are here for a week, whether you are here for a month or for twenty-seven years or a lifetime. I believe anybody listening to this can attest to the fact that, hey, time invested at Vector is a time where you're going to grow, you're going to move forward, you're going to get unstuck, and even if we're a launching pad into your other career, we need more people. I believe at some point when they cure cancer, it'll come out. It's a Vector person. Of course it is. It'll be a Vector-trained person that's out there changing the world. The world needs more Vector-trained teachers. The world needs more Vector-trained coaches. The world needs more Vector-trained moms, you know, at the end of the day, I know we're doing a great thing for people. And I believe it's not hyperbole when I say that vector is changing the world.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.